Hello, welcome everybody. Uh, this is Matthew Padian, a partner in the restructuring and insolvency team at Demons and Bolton. Welcome to our second podcast on restructuring and insolvency topics. And today I've got the very good fortune to be joined by Lucy Trott, our senior knowledge lawyer. And we are going to be looking today at the restructuring plan and asking ourselves, is it viable for SMEs after all? So without any further ado, uh, Lucy, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you. And uh, are you able perhaps first of all, just to give us a, a brief overview of what the restructuring plan is and how it works, please? Yeah, thanks, Matt. So the restructuring plan is a new tool for companies in financial difficulty introduced by the Corporate Insolvency and Governance Act 2020, or SEGA, as I'll refer to it. Um, and it's largely based on the scheme of arrangement under Part 26 of the Companies Act 2006. And the new restructuring plan will sit in Part 26A of the same Act. So plans for the new restructuring tool have been in the pipeline for a number of years following a government consultation in 2018, but they were finally pushed through when this new legislation came in in response to the pandemic. SEGA also contained a number of other temporary relief measures which were put in place to assist businesses uh, arising out of the coronavirus pandemic. Interestingly, the flexible restructuring plan was originally envisaged um, in that consultation to be aimed at smaller companies, contrary to how we've seen the new restructuring plan utilised, and we'll discuss that more in, in a few minutes. Unlike the scheme of arrangement, the restructuring plan is only available for companies in financial difficulty. So there's no requirement that the restructuring plan should seek to rescue the business as a going concern. Payment of a dividend to creditors is sufficient. At its core, the restructuring plan is designed to bind all creditors, including junior classes of creditors, even where they vote against the plan through the use of a new cross-class cram-down provision, which is quite the mouthful. Um, this mechanism allows for the dissenting classes of creditors to be overruled or crammed down where two conditions are met. The first condition is that none of the members of the dissenting class of creditors would be worse off in the relevant alternative, which is likely to involve another insolvency procedure. And the second condition is that the plan has been agreed by 75% in value of a class of creditors who would receive a payment or otherwise have a genuine economic interest in the company in the relevant alternative. In other words, junior classes of creditors who would otherwise be out of the money under a relevant alternative insolvency procedure, such as an administration or a liquidation, cannot prevent the restructuring plan from being approved. Hmm. Okay, well, thanks for that overview, Lucy. I guess it's worth us just pausing just to think about what the benefits of restructuring plans, or RPs, let's call them, are over alternative forms of restructuring. So I'm thinking, for example, of a CVA or the scheme of arrangement. Now, with schemes of arrangement, these are available more widely for all companies, not just those in financial difficulty. So it could be used in an entirely solvent restructuring. However, the key advantage of RPs over schemes of arrangement is, of course, this cross-class cram-down mechanism that you mentioned previously, Lucy. And this makes RPs more likely to succeed in the face of dissenting creditors. Now, schemes also require a majority in number of creditors, as well as 75% in value of creditors voting in each class to approve the scheme. There is no equivalent majority in number requirement for approval of a structural plan. The benefit of a company voluntary arrangement, or CVA, over RPs 
is that it has minimal court involvement. Ordinarily with CVAs, there is no, no court involvement at all, no court hearings, for example, other than in the absence of a predator challenge, for example. And consequently, CVAs are quicker and ordinarily cheaper to implement, which may therefore make them more attractive for smaller businesses. A CVA can also be used in conjunction with an administration or a Part A1 moratorium to benefit from protection from predator action. However, unlike an RP or a scheme of arrangement, a CVA cannot bind secured creditors against their will. So overall, there are a number of benefits to the RP over the other alternatives such as a CVA and a scheme of arrangement. However, the cost of implementing and restructuring a plan is a significant barrier to its usage, and this has largely prevented the SME sector to date from engaging with the measure. But things may be about to change. And so, Lucy, are you able to perhaps just walk us through how popular the restructuring plan has been used to date and to what extent it's been used in practice? Yeah, sure. So I think it's fair to say that the restructuring plan hasn't been particularly well utilised since its introduction in June 2020. Only 11 companies are, have registered a restructuring plan at Companies House um, be between June 2020 and the end of August 2022. Since September 2020, restructuring plans have been sanctioned in favour of a number of large corporations such as Virgin Atlantic Airlines, Pizza Express and Premier Oil. According to the interim report issued by the government on the measures that were introduced by SEGA, the majority of businesses proposing a, a restructuring plan had a turnover in excess of £100 million. The sanction of the first mid-market restructuring plan took place in August 2021, and that concerned uh, Amicus Finance PLC. But there seemed to be little appetite in the SME market to utilise this new tool, largely due to the cost and delays in obtaining sanction for the plans. For that reason, the recent restructuring plan proposed by House Limited had caused uh, quite a bit of excitement in the legal community, as sad as that might seem. Uh, this was the first restructuring plan sanctioned in favour of an SME, raising questions as to whether actually it might be viable for smaller businesses after all. Yep, indeed. So thanks, Lucy. So, so just picking up on this House Limited restructuring plan. Now, House was a property management company offering services for short-term lets or holiday lettings. And the company was both cash flow and balance sheet insolvent following business interruptions suffered during the coronavirus pandemic. And it was anticipated that the business would be sold through a prepack administration if the restructuring plan did not succeed. Now, in a prepack scenario, the only creditors who would receive any recovery were Clydesdale Bank, House Lender, which had fixed and floating security over the company's assets, and secondly, HMRC. In that prepack scenario, the bank was likely to receive a dividend of seven pence in the pound, whilst HMRC would recover around 15 pence in the pound. The restructuring plan proposal uh, on the other hand, provided for enhanced payments to both the bank, 27 pence in a pound, and HMRC, 20 pence in a pound, compared to the repack alternative. Now, the plan was approved by the requisite majority of creditors, that being a 75% in value, in all classes, except for the secondary preferential creditor class, in which HMRC was the sole member. 
the key question for the court, therefore, was whether HMRC would be worse off under the plan than the relevant alternative, i.e. the pre-tax sale. And as HMRC would receive an, an enhanced dividend under the restructuring plan, it was no worse off than under the relevant alternative. In fact, the evidence showed that no creditors would have been worse off under the plan than under the, than under the relevant alternative. Secondly, the plan needed to be approved by 75% in value of creditors who would receive a payment in the alternative scenario. As the plan had been approved by the bank, these two conditions were satisfied and the court was prepared to sanction the plan and exercise its power to cram down the, the dissenting creditor, HMRC. Thanks for that overview, Matt. So um, looking forward in terms of restructuring plans and SMEs, there has been a lot of debate around whether the restructuring plan is only an option for larger corporations in light of the costs associated with the procedure and the documentation, including the supporting valuation evidence that is required. Following on from the House case, financial advisors may be encouraged to suggest restructuring plans as a potentially viable alternative to a CBA for the mid-market, with the ability to bind secured creditors and to cram down dissenting classes of creditors as two of the key identifiable benefits. The cost of restructuring plans will no doubt continue to be a concern for SMEs, but there is hope for those looking at their restructuring options in the future. For example, in the House case, the court was prepared to adopt a pragmatic approach as to the level of valuation evidence required to support the company's application. The House plan was a straightforward debt restructuring where the relevant alternative was a pre-packed sale out of administration. The larger the corporation and the more complex the plan proposed, the greater the level of evidence will likely be required. It seems likely, therefore, that the court would take a practical approach to applications for simple restructuring plans proposed by smaller enterprises in future, um, but time will tell. In terms of the cost of preparing the documentation, R3 is reported to be preparing a precedent restructuring plan for use by SMEs, which would reduce the initial cost burden associated with launching a plan. It's also been suggested that the courts could develop a streamlined process for the hearing of applications for SMEs. For example, the convening hearing could be held on paper to reduce the cost of counsel and preparation for the hearing, and creditors could be given the right to request a hearing if a requisite majority were reached. So is it possible that the restructuring plan will become the new CVA for SMEs? Only time will tell. I'm sure de further developments will come out in the wash um, and everything will be developing as new case law emerges in the future. Excellent. Well, thank you very much indeed, Lucy, for that summary. Um, absolutely agree. Time will tell. Um, it's possibly too early to see to say right now whether restructuring plans will be widely used by SMEs, but let's see what happens in practice. Um, on our next podcast, we're going to be turning our attention to the humble CVA and whether the CVA's decline um, over the last couple of years will continue in this post-pandemic world. Hopefully what we've done today is give you some food for thought as to whether restructuring plans might be used and consider the benefits and the disadvantages of using them relative to other forms of restructuring plan. Um, please do tune in next time um, or do get in touch in the meantime if you have any feedback or other burning topics that you would like us to cover. Thanks for listening and speak next time. Goodbye.